Well, hello, it is Colin Parker, and you are listening to the miniseries Roadmap, a part of Journey Under 30. Uh, hey, we are going to kind of pick up a little bit of where we were at yesterday. So yesterday I was talking about the whole Facebook situation, uh, how it's not necessarily ideal, um, and just sort of, you know, in general, just sort of what that all meant. And I felt like, you know, okay, maybe that's a good place to then pivot for a little bit to talk about social media and social media marketing and uh, in general, just sort of what I've learned about it and then sort of like what my approach now is for it. So let's talk about uh, just the sort of foundations of social media marketing. Um, I'm pretty sure if you're listening to this, you probably already know, but just in case, let's talk about what social media marketing really is. So social media is an online platform, website, or technology that allows users to communicate and share information publicly, privately, or both. So that means that the social media marketing is the process that one uses um, social media channels to reach an audience with information, promotions, sales, uh, engagement, or just in general sort of building trust and some sort of connection with that audience and their, and their fan base or their target base. So the consumer benefit for social media is that, uh, you know, what is interesting is that, you know, you can reach organizations extremely easily um, but you can also kind of keep organizations accountable. You can access customer service, and you can also contribute to brand evolution. All of those, I think, can really be seen and summarized through, interestingly enough, fast food, social media marketing. Wendy's is already kind of not a great company because they have a lot of, they've recently come under fire for a lot of labor issues and uh, really kind of doing a lot of exploitive work. Um, and so, you know, but the thing is, like, they kind of, for whatever reason, sometimes they kind of get away with things with my generation and younger generations because whoever runs the social media account for that is someone who just is, honestly, they're just so mean. They're unnecessarily mean and rude and they're standoffish, but everyone thinks that, you know, they're so good at comebacks, and so that makes them funny. I mean, I don't know. Uh, yes, I will admit, I have laughed at a couple of tweets of theirs, and so, you know, maybe I am then feeding into that problem. But it's really interesting to see how brand evolution happens in social media, especially. So many companies really try to get very funky with their stuff, and they try to make things relatable and it's, it, there's, it, there's a really weird disconnect, at least for me, right? Where part of it is like, you know, you are a brand, you're, you're, you specifically are not a person, especially if you're some major corporation like McDonald's or something, or like I said, Wendy's. Um, or, you know, when Netflix tries to be like kind of goofy and like tries to post things the way that millennials might post things. And it's kind of like, don't do that. You know, I don't know, it just feels really not genuine whatsoever. But at the same time, you know, I also sometimes then go, okay, but the people who, who, who this, this, this is their job, 
there is actual real life people in that seat doing these things. So maybe there really is some human element to it. So it's it's a very strange disconnect. Um, but I I, I want to point out one other interesting thing about um, the contributing to brand evolution through one of my favorite personal connections uh, between two different brands online. So I am a fan of a online content creation company called Rooster Teeth. We've talked about some people from Rooster Teeth before. They have a division called Achievement Hunter, and we've talked about Alfredo Diaz and Gavin Free of Achievement Hunter. So something that they do at Achievement Hunter is they have a weekly series, uh, or weekly release, rather. Um, no, I mean, it's a series. I don't know why I you know, second-guessed myself there. So there's a series that they do called AWU, which is spelled A-H-W-U. And that stands for Achievement Hunter Weekly Update. And so that video series has completely evolved over time, and a lot of it being based on, you know, their fan base growing. And so people send in gifts and things like that, like funny things and all sorts of, you know, crazy little tools or gadgets or silly things to throw around the room or whatever. And, you know, they open them up on camera and they use them and they mess around and it's very funny, right? And it's, it's um, I don't know, it's nice because in a way you kind of get to feel a little bit like part of that content. So something that they did on Awu one time was someone sent in a, um, a toy, essentially, from a company called Waboba, and they sent them something called the Moon Ball. Now, the Moon Ball is mostly kind of meant for like pool usage and stuff like that, but essentially it is a... Um, I don't know how to, how else to really describe this. It, it's it's like a uh, not a hexagon, but it, it's a it's a ball that is not necessarily rounded, and it's got a bunch of divots and kind of bumps in it essentially to make it bounce more and to you know really kind of skip over things. Uh, but it's again, it's very bouncy. So someone sent one in, and they just started throwing it around the room, mostly bouncing it off of the wall and trying to hit somebody else in the room. So then, of course, everybody started buying moon balls and sending them to the staff uh, on this show. Well, this then kind of caught the eye of a um, social media marketer for Waboba, who then really just kind of started hitting the ground running with that. And they, they really ended up starting to kind of create this whole fun little interaction between the two companies. Waboba was responding a lot on social media. Achievement Hunter was responding a lot on social media. Um, and actually, I know the guy who was all behind all of that. Um, you know, and like, even though now there's some kind of public record of it, uh, and I think, I'm pretty sure he listens to this show. So I will check in with him to see if he'll come on sometime and kind of talk about his side and talk about social media marketing and, you know, the evolution that can happen. Um, but I don't want to just go throwing his name out there if he's not wanting this to be like public record or whatever. So we'll check in and we'll come back. Um, but, uh, basically what ended up happening is, is this continued until the point where people fell in love with moon balls and they were buying their own. So then a sort of limited license release sort of situation happened 
where Achievement Hunter and Waboba created an Achievement Hunter Moonball. Uh, and if you think that I don't have one, then you would be out of your mind. I absolutely have one, and it is sitting on my desk as I speak. Um, so that's just, you know, again, a way that social media can contribute to brand evolution. Uh, and now we'll finally move on to the topic. So why invest in social media? So uh, you get access to your audience, and there is so much data that you can get from this. Uh, and it's it's interesting, because I obviously know that everyone is really into kind of, you know, wanting a little bit more data privacy, but that really does end up helping with certain things with, you know, algorithms that do actually give you content and advertisements and all these other things that are actually relevant to you. Now, does it always work? No. And part of that is also because some of the things that you see are just sort of paid to be there. Like, for example, if I click over to Facebook right now, so, okay, the two ads that I can see right now are definitely not things that I have recently talked about, but they are probably just things that have been recently paid for to show up on the sidebar. One of them is a Boilermaker Tailgate Chili from AllRecipes.com. Um, although I have actually gotten quite a few recipes from that website, so maybe that's why that's showing up. But then my second ad is, is your chimney leaking? First off, no, it's not. And I have quite literally never spoken about my chimney or about leaks anytime recently. So that's definitely not necessarily a targeted ad uh, necessarily. Or, I mean, it's targeted but not. Uh, not tailored is is the is the right way to describe that. Um, and also, at the end of the day, social media marketing is definitely a little bit more cost effective than other formats. Um, I mean, uh, that's again, that's a whole other can of worms. We'll come back to that one. Um, but the other cool thing though is that I, I do think that you can kind of get insight on your competition and sort of see what kind of ads that they run, see how their interactions go. Uh, so it's kind of interesting there. Um, and social media marketing is, I mean, again, I've got just page upon page of, you know, notes on this. Um, but it's, it's really some cool stuff. And like, like I said, we'll take, take the next couple of days to talk about these things. Um, but, uh, today we'll, we'll start with just sort of an overview. And, uh, I'm also going to talk about two more little aspects of this overview and then we'll be done. So the first thing is you're going to want to develop a documented strategy. So basically, this is a document that is essentially a roadmap <laughs> of how your company or how you or whatever you're advertising for plans to, you know, use social media uh, on a regular basis to achieve results in whatever you're looking to do, right? Whether that's add more followers, get more likes, get more comments, get more shares, get more views, get more conversions or website clicks. You know, it depends on what you know parameter you're looking to improve. Um, and then social media strategy, you know, you're basically going to just essentially you're just going to have to do a lot of research and then reflect on the resources that you have. Um, because social media strategy uh, is definitely extremely adjustable or adaptable. Maybe it's both. I mean, they are, it is both. I don't know why I'm questioning it. I, for a second, I was like, oh, which word do I want to use? But, you know, it, now that I actually think about it, it it's both. Um, 
because you can adjust, you know, the cost and the uh, parameters of your audience basically at any given moment. But, you know, you can also adapt it to previous uh, engagement or previous successes or failures. Uh, so, yeah, that's, uh, huh, okay. Sorry, I just had a little revelation of my own. Um, and then, you know, basically you're going to create a little calendar that just sort of starts helping you set up how you're going to post things. Um, and the last thing that I'm going to mention is, uh, you know, you also want to make sure that when you do all of this, you find the right channels. Uh, channels is basically what, you know, you're calling your social media uh, networks, right? So you're not necessarily, I mean, you can if you have the money, but I don't think that most people are going to invest money in every single social media um, platform because I don't necessarily think that you're going to get something out of that. I don't think that every single platform fits every single company's needs. So you're essentially going to look just for the couple or few that are going to really do the most for you. Um, you review channel demographics and your research. Um, my personal note is I would always suggest looking more at psychographics uh, more than demographics. Um, I, I do understand that it depends on what your product is. Like, you know, if you're looking at, um, you know, something that is based towards, you know, like, uh, for example, if you are advertising a new women's line for Nike, right? You are going to probably target more uh, women in your demographic side of your target audience. However, social media and uh, other, you know, situations like this, like the way they have these demographics set up, most of these places really don't take into consideration people who don't list their gender. Most people who um, also don't list their gender because of the fact that the option that they identify might not actually be there. Uh, last time I checked, I think Twitter only has male, female, and uh, I don't want to be identified or something like that. Or I forgot what their option is, but it's it's basically saying like I'm, you know, opting out. But, you know, there might be people out there that are trans that might not have come out to their family. Um, and there might be a reason why they need to do that. Maybe because they live in a situation where it's not safe for them to do that. Um, or they can't have a workplace finding out because right now it's even more relevant. There are people in our government who are trying to make it basically a fireable offense to be uh, to be gay, to be trans, and all these other things. Like these aren't offenses; these are just how people are. But we're not here to talk about that. Um, you know, that's a whole other conversation. But you know, my whole point though is that demographics sometimes can, I think, be a little off base. So personally, I always lean more towards psychographics, which is basically your behaviors, your likes, your commonalities, you know, your interests, things like that. Like that's, you know, to me, it's it's a little bit more based around that. Um, and then just do your research on all the different platforms. I'll talk about a couple, like the, the few that are relevant to us, but I won't talk about the ones that aren't. Mostly because I did a little bit of research on them, figured out they weren't for us, and then moved on. Um, so, you know, some of those you might have to do some extra research on. Um, although, if people really want me to talk about ones that I haven't covered, then maybe I'll do that research and talk about it. Who knows? It's all about what you do and how you feel. And if you have 
uh, opinions on that, you can reach out to me on Twitter at Colin M. Parker, that's C-O-L-I-N-M-P-A-R-K-E-R, or at ScavengersNet. I think that's a pretty good spot to leave it at for today. As always, I am Colin Parker. Thank you so much for joining us here on this episode of Roadmap. I'll see you tomorrow, and I'll see you on the Forbes. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Previously on Finish It. I jump on the woolly mammoth. Very nice. Eventually, you become captain of your own ship. You become the captain of your own ship? <laughs> Life is harsh and simple with the cave people. No boy. Vampire advances toward you step by step by step. The usual way. <laughs> does that sound like fun? Yes, it does. I'm Matt Yule. And I'm Chris Yule. And on our podcast, Finish It, we're going through all the interactive fiction books ever. And we read every single page, and we don't stop until we got every drop. <laughs> We're going to juice these books. Find us at finishitpod.com or finish it on any pod catcher. <laughs> <laughs>